Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue going through the little short letter that Paul wrote to Titus. Paul described Titus as his beloved son in the faith. And so we're at the third chapter right now, which I believe is the last chapter. And uh, uh, Paul is given instructions, given insight. And so we saw the, in the last episode the first two verses. Let me go through this again just to set the context. So this is Titus chapter 3, verse 1. Remind them to be subject to rulers, to authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good deed, to malign no one to be peaceable, to be gentle, showing every consideration for all men. So he's telling Titus what to remind these people about, these who are believers, that this is the way that we're supposed to live, that we need to be ready for every good deed, okay? That we don't need to malign anybody. We need to be peaceable. We need to be gentle. And we need to show consideration to all men. That's sort of interesting, not just believers, but to all men. And a lot of times people say, well, how do you do that? You know, sometimes you have to deal with difficult issues. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it says to be peaceful. You can deal with a difficult issue without being quarrelsome. Okay? You can handle things gently. But I think the next verse actually gives us uh, insight into what the attitude is. Because verse 3 of Titus 3 says this, For we also once were, (laughs) it's going, uh uh-oh, so what he's about to do, he's bringing to their remembrance what they used to be like. And notice what Paul says, what we, for we also were, and we're going to see this list of things here, and it's reminding us of what we used to be. Now, a lot of times, you know, there's all sorts of schools of thoughts on this. Scripture does say, uh, Paul said this, as a matter of fact, forgetting what is behind, I press on to the upward calling. Absolutely. Other people come along and say, well, it's good to reflect upon uh, what was in the past and what God saved you out of. Absolutely. We see it in this passage we're about to look at right here. Okay, You don't want to dwell in the past, though, and you don't want to allow the things in the past to pervert what has happened in the future. Uh, probably one of the things that is used more flippantly without people really understanding what they're saying is that phrase that you hear me say all the time. People will say, oh, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. You know, I'm saved now, and I know I'm always going to be sin, but a, a sinner, but God has saved me. You were a sinner. You have been saved by grace, but no longer do you have to be a sinner, <laughs> okay? And sort of those kind of little uh, terms like that and those little expressions sometimes connote the wrong things, okay? And so what he's saying right here is it's okay to look back and remember what we used to be. But in a couple of verses, he's going to say, this is how we were, but we were what? He saved us. Okay. So listen to this. This is verse 3. For we also once were foolish ourselves, disobedient, deceived, enslaved to various lusts and pleasures, spending our time in malice and envy, hateful, hating one another. So this is Titus 3. Verse 3, describing what we once were. Now, listen to that again. We once were foolish ourselves. We were disobedient. We were deceived. We were enslaved to various lusts and pleasures. We were spending our life in malice and envy, 
hateful, hating one another. Then verse 4 starts with that all-powerful, exciting verse. But when the kindness of God our Savior and his love for mankind appeared, then verse 5, he saved us. And actually, let me look at there. Verse 4, verse 5, verse 6, and verse 7 are all one long sentence. You know how Paul does that. But I want us to think about this. What we once were, you know, it comes into remembrance when we're looking at other people. You know, it's real easy to look at somebody and say, well, they shouldn't act that way. They shouldn't behave the way, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Forgetting that we were the same exact way. And the only reason we're not that way right now is what Paul's about to delineate. So listen to this, verse 4. But when the kindness of God our Savior and his love for mankind appeared, he saved us. It is the kindness of God our Savior, and it's his love for mankind. His love for mankind appeared. That's speaking of the Savior, of the Lord Jesus. And that's interesting. That's one way of describing him as love for mankind. He saved us, verse 5, not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out upon us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we would be made heirs according to to hope of eternal life. And there it is again. We've seen this throughout uh, all of 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy and Titus. You see it in Paul's other writings, 1st, 2nd Thessalonians and Corinthians. He is always pointing to the hope that we have in the Lord in the future. Here he ends this uh, sentence in, in verse 7 with the hope of eternal life. He's always pointing toward that the hope that we have. Now, I want us to go back and just look at a, a portion of this, and we're probably going to spend another episode or so on this because I just want us to uh, really just sort of marinate in the thought that's being communicated right here. And uh, when you hear it audibly like this, you know, sometimes you just have to stop for a moment and think, wait a minute. You know, that's exactly how I was. I used to be extremely foolish like that. I was disobedient, deceived, enslaved to all sorts of various lusts and pleasures and spending all my time in malice and in envy and I hated things and I was hateful and I hated other people. But when the kindness of God, our Savior, he saved us. Okay? He saved us. And it wasn't based upon the deeds which we have done in righteousness. We had done no righteous deeds. We might have done good deeds in the eyes of mankind. We might have done good deeds in the name of the Lord. But no good deed will earn us salvation. No good deed will earn us righteousness. It's all what he says right here in verse 4. He says it's based upon the kindness of God. Verse 5, he says, it's because of his mercy. According to his mercy, what did he do? What did he do? By the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit. You see God the Father. You see God the Son. You see God the Holy Spirit in this passage right here. Um, there's several places in the Scripture where uh, God by name like this, the triune nature of the Godhead is laid out. Father, Son, uh, Holy Spirit. Uh, Father, Savior, Holy Spirit. But notice what he did. According to his mercy, he washed us. He regenerated us. Well, how did that happen? It's when someone 
believes what the gospel says, that Jesus died for them, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day, he was resurrected, in other words, that they believe that there is a regeneration that takes place by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a renewal. There is new life that comes forth. So he says it's by his mercy that we have experienced the regeneration and the renewing by the Holy Spirit. And that's really, really interesting. We continue to be renewed breath by breath by the Holy Spirit. We're renewed by the Spirit when we're saved. There's a couple passages that talks about how the very uh, power that raised Jesus from the dead is the power that regenerates us and that saves us. Think about that. This is what the Lord has done for us. And so when Paul's sitting there telling him, say, hey, you remind these folks, this is how you need to act. Be ready for every good deed. Don't malign anybody. Be peaceful. Be gentle. Okay? Show considerations for all mankind because guess what? You used to behave like they're behaving right now. And the only reason you don't behave like that now is because of the change that's come about because of the kindness of God and the mercy of God, not based on anything that you did, but because of the fact that he's literally regenerated you, literally created a new being, and he is literally continually in the process of renewing us as believers. I tell you what, folks, that is powerful. If we live within that, what might the Lord God do in and through us? Well, thank you for your time. Again, I'm Dale, and I'll see you again next time.